The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. This is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, you can uh, watch the live video feed of the radio show. All you have to do is scroll down. There on the right, I have not refreshed this since I updated the video feed, but uh, it's right down there on the right side of the page. Um... And 3 p.m. Bradley's on. That's the video that's above mine. His says live 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard. Mine is 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern. And we're obviously in two different parts of the country. <laughs> See, some of you are probably saying, well, why don't you just make them the same thing? Um, I don't know. Maybe I need to do that. I don't want to be confusing. But in any case, you can go down there. You can start that. And if you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, you can watch the video portion of the radio show if you want to do that. Also... While you're there at Sons of Liberty Media, sign up, subscribe to our newsletter. We don't rent your email. We don't sell it. We're not, you know, looking at where you're going on the Internet or any kind of thing like that. All we do is we send out one email to you each evening, and it's all the articles we have at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And that's from me and Bradley and all of our contributors, including Lynn Taylor, our Common Core diva, who will be joining me in just a moment. Also, while you're there, we let you know we have a need. Um, and as... You would be led to do with a joyful heart if that's what you want to do and you're able to do it. We ask that you would donate and support us and help us in any way that you can. There's a donate button right there at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. And also on the left side on the top, you can partner with us. If you want to become a son or daughter of liberty, you can do that. Click that button and you can set up a monthly donation. It comes out automatically uh, and that helps support the work we do. Not just on the radio, not just on the internet, but as we go out throughout the country and present the truth of our Christian and constitutional heritage. The other part is going to our store. You can pick up products there, t-shirts and hats and water bottles and coffee mugs and DVDs and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Educational materials as well are there. And when you get something in our store, that helps support us too. And we greatly appreciate all of you supporting us. By the way, if you would like to watch more than just Sons of Liberty, we are on... uh, Twitter at Bradley Dean One, 
Periscope and Twitch. Periscope's up for another month or month and a half, something like that. They said they're taking that down. But Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. You can sign up for our YouTube channel at Bradley Dean. I'm not on the YouTube channel, by the way. Uh, and beforeitsnews.com, we're live there on the front page. And also on dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, as well as Cutting Edge TV on Roku. I think that's everything that we got to get out of the way there. If you'd like to call into the show, the, the number is 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Please stick to the topic. Please stick to the topic. 215-867-8255. you got a comment, you got a question about what we're going to talk about, which is going to be a new bill. Well, actually, there are several bills, but uh, there's a there's a, a, just a plethora of them coming in to attack the liberties of the American people, to assault the Constitution. And uh, we knew this was going to happen. But then, again, this is not anything new. These things didn't stop under the previous administration. Some people just think all this stuff stopped. It just kept advancing, especially this education agenda. In fact, it was Donald Trump pushing the apprenticeship uh, agenda. And so <clears throat> for people who think that that stopped under him, it didn't. It continued right along. Now, with that said, again, this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And that being said, the Common Core diva Lynn Taylor joins us. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. All right. Well, we um, we have quite a bit of stuff to go through, so let's get on with that. You've got uh, this HR, and my screen disappeared here just for a second. Uh-oh. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. We've, yeah. We've, we've got, got HR 447. Little... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got, um, let's see, one bill, two House resolutions, and then I'm going to weave for you how this interplays back into H.R. 1, which we talked about last week, but then how it also works into the global shift in education. So with that said, H.R. 447 is brought to us by none other than Representative Bobby Scott, and it is titled the... National Apprenticeship Act of 2021. And what this one's going to do, Tim, is it's not only going to expand the existing apprenticeships that we're seeing that attack our high schoolers and those who are, um, you know, using any sort of combination of dual enrollment or, or something like that, but it's going to go into the younger grades and set up what's called pre-apprenticeships. So in other words, the government knows that supposedly there are labor laws that say, you know, under a certain age, we can't have Johnny and Susie work, but there's nothing that says, oh, we can't go ahead and prep Johnny and Susie for that workforce-based education, and that's exactly what this bill um, does. Now, the disturbing thing is this has 89 sponsors, and um, it's not going to be just on one side of the aisle. Well, of course not. Uh, of course not. It sounds to me like they continually try to play mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing the things that mom and dad should be doing. Mom and dad should be preparing the kids for their work or their um, being industrious in whatever capacity they do. The Bible tells us that whatever we find to do with our hands, do it with all our might. And so we're taught to do that by our parents. Our parents set forth a good work ethic. And so whether we become entrepreneurs or whether we work for somebody else, we're taught, we're supposed to be taught that by our parents, not by the government. Right. 
Well, this totally, and you know, this is not a new subject for you and I. We've been over this for, oh my goodness, I don't know how many shows, where it's certainly, as you said, it's not the government's place to say this is where Johnny and Susie need to be pigeonholed, but that's exactly what these workforce-based assessments do, and that's why you have things like career tracks now instead of just academic courses. But I don't want to spend too much time on that because, as I said, you can go back and look at our archives and you can see the number of shows we've done on this skill-based education. And what the skill-based education is, Tim, is it's also part of the Sustainable Development Goals, which you and I have covered at nauseum as well. And uh, Decent Work for All is Sustainable Development Goal number eight. And it ties perfectly with Sustainable Development Goal number four, which is Quality Education for All. And when the United Nations was making the um, Sustainable Development Goals, they knew that these things would dovetail. And they knew that they would also have to shift the American form of government away from a constitutional republic to that of a somewhat chartered uh, democracy. And uh, what we're going to show later is that is exactly what is uh, going on. In fact, last week when we talked about HR1, we talked about this very same thing, how it was shifting away from the constitutional republic into this supposed uh, democracy. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so what do we got going on here with uh, HR 447? Because, uh, right. again, it sound, they, put, they put these names on it. Everybody knows what an apprenticeship is. So, you know, in history, we had that here in America where people would uh, learn a particular trade or a skill from somebody else. Usually they work for basically nothing um, mm-hmm. to learn that skill. And you would even have immigrants who would come to America, and one of the ways that they were actually allowed to come in was they had some kind of an apprenticeship. That would be one way, too. But they would come in, and they would become an apprentice to somebody in order to be um, someone who provides something in the society itself. And uh, and so they would they would do that kind of thing. But this is something different here. This is much different right. than some kind of a free market exercise between two people where one says, hey, I'll do this, and the other one says, I'll train you for this. You give me certain services during this time, and, and you'll learn you'll learn the trade. What's going on here? No. Well, that's basically setting up what I've said all along, indentured servitude to the government. You will not be working for yourself. You'll be working for someone else, mainly the government. And you will go where they tell you to go. You'll work where they tell you to work. You'll live how they tell you to live. This is setting up a system we've not seen in America. We have seen it in other countries in failed regimes of the past. Of course, of course. Yeah. All right. Now, let's uh, move on because we have two House resolutions. We have House Resolution 30, which is, and I would love for you to show that to the people because I don't want them, you know, anytime we bring up these things, we always have the evidence. But I want folks to see this is a resolution that was agreed upon in the House, meaning both Republicans and Democrats um, are in support of this, and this is for America to fully support the Sustainable Development Goals. And it takes like eight pages, I believe it is, to lay out how America will be a willing participant, ready and able to embrace every one of the Sustainable Development Goals. Now, let me point out very quickly, Sustainable Development Goal number 13 is climate action. House Resolution 29, which dovetails off of the Sustainable Development Goals, is for 
expressly teaching climate change education at all levels as the gospel truth. This this is absolutely incredible. I I want to ask the question of the people who are mm-hmm. hearing this. Where in the Constitution is the federal government given charge over taking care of climate change or climate at all? I, I don't remember that in Article One that the Congress can write legislation to deal with our climate or to make us pay to do their foolhardy slush funds because that's what they are, in order to fund people like Bill Gates who wants to try to block the sun with chemtrails. And, you know, I, I just I don't understand where they're getting any authority here. This is where the people have got to do their thing, and they've got to start recalling these people, impeaching people, uh, removing them from office. I don't care what their political jersey is or what you think of them, how you look at them as your political idol— they're pushing this kind of stuff. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Right. Right. Well, it's because we've used uh, or we've seen the government replace God with science as a God. And because of that, well, this junk science is saying that, you know, uh, the sky is falling and, and we're all chicken littles and we have to do something. And if we don't, then, well, woe is us. And that's, you know. The furthest thing from the truth. But again, these are distractions that our government is using, Tim. And I'm fixing to show you and everyone else why we're being so distracted with the dog and pony show and what's going on in D.C., especially when it comes to education. And um, this is something that one of my warrior friends out in Oklahoma shared with me. Uh, Julianne is her name. And she is very much on the cusp of looking at the fourth industrial revolution and how the chemtrails um, are showing up in Tulsa where she lives. And she's done a marvelous job on the geofencing that is surrounding us all with the data tracking. And that that's what I was referring to about where you'll live and where you'll go and that sort of thing. She's done a marvelous job of all that, but she shared with us, this is actually a book that was published in 2019 and it is from the global education future. And it is a very chilling book. It's over 230 pages. I believe it is. And I sent you the link. So if you'll go ahead and open that up, And um, right away, when you see the cover of the book, you're going to see it's in red. And red's supposed to be an action color or an alert color. It's also a color that is used by the Sustainable Development Goals um, for a psychological reason. And that is um, something that I have gone into detail, oh, goodness, on a video that I did about the color psychology that was behind the Sustainable Development Goals. But anytime you see red, it's um, it means that it's an item that has been agreed on. It's a framework. And... Uh, Things need to be filled in. So this particular global education features agenda. Now we're going to go over a few pages, Tim, but I really urge folks when you get the archive, take the time to go through these 200 and some odd pages, because what you're going to see is absolutely bone chilling as to what the plans are, not just for education, Tim, but for we as humans Uh, And I'm just going to leave it at that right now. Uh, So we're going to start off on page eight. 
Now, this particular document was a lead has a lead writer whose name is. Uh, oh goodness, hang on. Let me see. I'm trying to remember how to pronounce his name because it is Russian. Uh, it's Pavel Lushka, I believe it is. Yep, there he is right there. And he is a world skills leader, but he has been involved in American education uh, probably for more long, uh, for more years than we care to admit. And he is all about workforce skill-based education. And he has been allowed to infiltrate the American education system. Okay, so that is who has helped lead this particular publication. But on page eight, you're going to see a global agenda and why it's needed. And this particular uh, page eight and nine will tell you not only does this marry with the United Nations, but this is the shift that is needed to create a mass global education shift so that it's at that collective crab pot, if you will, where we're all in it and uh, nobody's getting out. Right. And let's let's be clear again. This is not just happening in this bill under this administration. This stuff's been going on for several administrations. They've mm -hmm. all been pushing it. And uh, we still haven't been able to set aside uh, due to some health issues and stuff for Charlotte Iserbite to come on and tell us who was the former Secretary of Education under Reagan to tell us what was set up under Reagan. Everybody thought Reagan was this great conservative. He's fighting. I mean, I was led to believe that, too. He's fighting communism and stuff in Hollywood. Lost his marriage over that and this, that, and the other. And then comes in and sets up an agree an education agreement with communist mm -hmm. Russia. And, the, and so there's no there's no surprise that this guy, Pavel, is, uh, is Russian and he's engaged in U.S. education. Right. Well, in the archives, you're going to have several links to not only Charlotte's work, but others as well. And we'll get into that. But I want to go back to pages eight and nine because not only does this pull in the U.N., the Sustainable Development Goals, and the Global Education Team, but this expressly says that technical company startups are going to be the key to that outcome-based education or the competency-based education that the Every Student Succeeds Act embedded. And we know that on page 17 of the Every Student Succeeds Act, it said that all education had to be aligned to the same post-secondary readiness workforce standards. And, you know, Charlotte has been warning us since the 80s about the outcome-based education. Uh, so has Anita Hogue. So has uh, many of the people who have gone before us and said, you know, this is what we need to watch out for. Now, we fought it off in the 90s, but for some reason, by the time we get to the 2000s, we just don't remember that. And, you know, when Common Core comes in, oh, we you know, it gets shoved off on us and no one really wants to pay attention to the fact that it's the kingpin for ushering in not only the outcome-based education, but the competency-based education, especially through the science, technology, engineering, and math, which again props up a lot of the false science. But these tech st uh, startup companies also morph into the technical uh, side of the, the STEM as well. So you want to look for that on pages eight and nine. And, you know, if you think, well, the data companies aren't that big, this report or this book will tell you otherwise. Now, on pages 12 and 13, this is uh, supposedly how we are supposed to understand that education is nothing but birth through death or that uh, 
cradle to grave mindset that we've been warned about by Anita Ho, Charlotte Iserbite, and others. Uh, and there's an illustration on page 13 that will show you how this life cycle of yours is supposed to pan out when it comes to education. So that should be on the bottom of page 13 if you want to show that. There it is right there. You might want to um, blow that up for folks so that they can see that. But that blue line down at the bottom, that's supposed to be your life, Tim. And then all that's on top of it is um, how you've been trained to be a workforce widget. Yeah, what's, interest, wanna, what's interesting yeah. about all of this is, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it comes to an issue that they are putting things on people that they aren't doing themselves. It's kind of right. like the, the whole thing that we're seeing with the COVID stuff. They're, they're mm -hmm. putting things on people that they're not doing themselves. They're not social distancing. They're not wearing masks. They're not doing any of this stuff. But they want to pile all this stuff on the people to control them, to bury them with all this stuff so they can control them. And they aren't doing it themselves, and they aren't even helping the people in it. It reminds me of what Jesus said to the Pharisees. You burden the people with things that you aren't even doing. Right, and so right. I think that's that's one of the ways they control you. They get you so buried in all this stuff mm -hmm. that you can't live that. You can't have that human life. You're buried right. under their control. Right. Well, now, for those who can't see this particular illustration, if you would just look at a couple of the boxes and read to them what those are, because like I said, down at the bottom, there's a blue line and that's supposed to represent your life. But you've got uh, some yellow boxes and a red box. Yeah, the yeah, uh, the red one is um, – and, and by the way, I was just hit with that uh, when you talked about the color red because we made mm -hmm. mention of that before. That's – I mean people – you need to understand that's why you've been painted as red states. I know you think it's a good thing. They've painted it so that you, you're led to believe that. But uh, formal education during the first trimester of life, school and university, that's the red box. The other yellow boxes. Uh, team education as a development tool for corporations, NGOs, state institutions, communities, etc. Mm -hmm. Early development, family and kindergarten. Further development of professional competency. Elderly adaptation. I guess mm -hmm. that's coming later in life there. Yeah, we'll uh, be reskilled. Okay. Socialization in family and in society. I, the fact that you have, you have to be educated in that, I mean, doesn't mm -hmm. that just happen naturally? Um, no, they have to be in charge of your psychological <laughs> profile, too, and that's in this report as well. They have uh, acquiring new knowledge as a hobby or a change of career track. Now, that's way, that's like in the middle of your lifespan, according to them. Mm -hmm. that, should be, that should be happening from the first. Um, well, go ahead. this is just planning your life out for you. This is taking away your freedom of choice, your God-given right to um, being who he made you to be sure. and what you would like to do. So that's yeah, exactly what this is. They're doing cookie-cutter people is what they're doing. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's move on okay. now. On page 18, we're going to see a chart, Tim, that shows us old education versus the new education. And what we're going to see here is that all the things that have been tried and true throughout history are suddenly 
not only passe, but ineffective. And this is one of the biggest arguments that the tech companies are using for shifting everything to artificial intelligence, machine learning, digital badges, you know, that sort of thing. That's exactly what is going on right here. And it's so that you can be uh, turned into an algorithm so that you can be turned into some sort of digital commodity. I kid you not. Yeah, that doesn't look like much of a future if you want uh, to determine your, you know, what you want to do. And again, this is God's made us individuals and different for a reason. He has purposes Mm -hmm. in each person that he's created. And if you're sitting here trying to fit everybody, you know, take everybody who's square and put them in the round hole and everybody's round, put them in the square hole. You're going to have all kinds of problems. In fact, you're probably going to end up breaking people. And I mean that literally. Somebody mentioned right. in here uh, the schools are teaching kids to hate themselves. Yeah, they probably are uh, because and, and to hate their lives because they're being controlled so much. And it's one thing to take your, your young person that's in your home, your child that's in your home, and to guide them and even discipline them and correct them and things. That's one thing. But you always... You're doing that because you love them. This is not done out of love. This is done out of control, uh, power freaks. Uh, and who, profit. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah, right. It absolutely is. And I don't want folks to think, well, you know, oh, all this doesn't sound bad, you know, and, well, I don't have my child in the public system. You, We need to understand this is not going to give a fig what educational choice you are in. This is a system that is being set up to ensnare you and I, uh, our parents, uh, our neighbors, our children, no matter where you are, because it's going to need every one of us to be the cogs in this huge global machine. And we're going to show you why. All right. So let's move on. Now, between pages 18 and 24, Tim, there's a lot of disturbing information about how this is going to morph over into psychological aspects, uh, our genetic aspect. And that's where we're headed next is page 24. And this is probably one of the most chilling charts right there. Now, you see, there's a red box down at the bottom. Okay, that one is all about altering your genetics to be some sort of predetermined magical uh person, if you will. So think back to the the, um, the Nazis when they were tampering with genes and trying to come up with the perfect human. That's precisely what is embedded in this supposed education shift. And um, there's the evidence to prove it right there. That's incredible. Um, and, and people think that, let me just ask you, because I can hear you saying that, and then you're talking about the genetics and things of that nature. And then we've had all these reports uh, concerning the vaccines that have come out. And the R- and I know you're not a doctor or anything, so I'm not asking you to speak to that. But the RMNA, whatever they are, uh, mm-hmm. it's not the DNA, but it's the RMNA. Uh, am I saying that correctly? I don't even think I'm saying that correctly now. Um, but those things are being put in there. Some people have suggested that it's possible that any of this stuff can actually alter uh, the DNA. Um, maybe some can, maybe some can't. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I can't speak to that. But do you think this this is leading towards a lot of that stuff that, that we're seeing right here? 
It wouldn't surprise me. In fact, if you look at not only this evidence, but this particular book, Tim, but if you look at some of the other evidence that we have uh, that we either will get to or will be in the archives for folks, uh, you'll see that COVID is being used as a perfect pandemic uh, opportunity for this shift to digital, for the shift for the digital startups and the artificial intelligence and things like that. Okay. All right. Um, Well, this has got quite a bit of stuff in it as well. It does. It does. And if you want to hit a couple of high spots uh, for the folks who cannot see this, that would be great. You don't have to read the whole thing. Oh, this one looks interesting. Yeah, it's quite disturbing. Yeah, this one looks interesting. Threshold of omniscience. All key text, archives, and artifacts of Western culture of the past and present have been converted into digital copies, and any internet user can technically access the data anywhere. In other words, you can become a little god on your own. You can know all things, I guess. I guess that's what the issue is. Yeah, that that, that tone is in this particular book about how we will be such a wisdom-based society. It's well, going to be a fool's wisdom. Yeah. Well, let's 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 make the let's make a distinction here because the Bible makes a distinction on knowledge and wisdom. Sometimes mm-hmm. the most knowledgeable people are some of the most foolish people, and sometimes right. the least knowledge knowledgeable people. I mean, about a lot of stuff are some mm-hmm. of the wisest people that you'll be around. And so, one does not necessarily equal the other. And uh, I think that's exactly where the devil goes to, uh, because the Bible warns us that that knowledge puffs up. It makes us prideful. Uh, but we're also told the, the beginning of knowledge is, or the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. And also the beginning right. of wisdom is that as well. So they, they can go hand in hand, but sometimes they don't. Uh, knowledge doesn't necessarily equal wisdom. So they're trying to push right. us on. We know things. And a lot of, I think this is part of the problem I see with the information age. We can know all kinds of things. We have no wisdom to do, to know what to do with it. Right. Well, make no mistake, because the government is interacting in all this, Tim, uh, either at a national level or a global level, uh, don't think that they won't take what they know about you and use it against you. Now, one of the things that is on this particular chart Not only did you see the red box where it was talking about your genetics would be altered, but it goes on to tell you um, in certain words that your entire human body will become a technical technological interface. That's where this artificial intelligence is. That's where Elon Musk's work about, you know, embedding artificial intelligence into the human body and making us transhuman. That's where all this is coming in. Yeah, let me so, yeah. let me let me read that. This one right here sure. says a chip in my shoulder, nanobiotechnology transforms gadgets into bionic body parts. Then it is human body becomes an interface for interaction with digital in- environment. Um Let's see. There, there's this one here. This one's quite, kind of lengthy. Uh, mm-hmm. Native interfaces, miniature, miniaturization, and naturalization of computer interfaces leads to disappear of computers at standalone boxes. Neuro interfaces go mass market proliferation of cheap input output devices using EEG, 
biofeedback data to at least 25% of users. I mean, this is crazy, man. What people are going to be, what they're going to try to get people to put in their bodies. And we're already seeing people who, you know, they, I think it was in Canada or whatever, you know, are getting the little microchip in between their thumb and their index finger so they can just access the door, the access control system in the building. People are willing to do that stupid stuff. Put junk in their bodies, healthy bodies, ready to stick stuff in their bodies. I just, I do not get it. I really don't get it. Well, let's move on to pages 44 and 45. We got a couple of charts there as well that we want to point out. Trying to see if I can move this thing a little faster. Usually it has a thing where I can push through. (laughs) Did you say 44? 44 and 45, yes. Okay, all right. Ah, look at there. New education tools, new technologies. Okay. Why don't you read a couple of those? Um, let's see. Passing down a standard experience or practice from teacher expert. Teacher or expert. Not mom and dad, not uh, other people who have done certain things, whatever, uh, but your teacher or your expert. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, so the Let's see. Let's take the first one here. Teaching or learning of verbal knowledge. The traditional solutions have been lecture or textbook. The new solution is online multimedia libraries, massive online courses, etc. The yep. um, is there one that stands out to you really big here? Oh, you know, it's all just. Uh, oh, I can I see. Looks, I can see ahead. one here. Uh, and I, I can see this with the gaming communities. Uh, the traditional mm-hmm. so- solutions for quest or challenge, you know, it involved thinking, it involved the body, um, you know, physical education, I think is what we normally refer to it. Traditionally, that was sports competitions, adventures, camping, uh, etc. Now it's gaming environments and sensoriums. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. Urban well, quests. Well, it does with the sensory. Okay, urban quests using augmented reality, etc. Mm-hmm. So everything has you sitting there like a bump on a log, right? Um, and just taking in information, right? And I believe it's on this particular chart, and it could be on page forty-five, but it seems to me that it it was in here somewhere, Tim, about the fact that um, it's not just uh, early learning or adult learning, it has to be family learning. And so you're going to have family schools. Now you and I have done a show or two about the increase in family charters and family universities. And um, this particular book will show you that, yeah, there are across the world, there are several family based uh, schools out there because no longer is it just going to be that Johnny and Susie are going, but all of you. And, you know, we've done several shows on the fact of how the government is using every student succeeds at legislation as an excuse to infiltrate and micromanage how you raise your children in your own home. So this is not too far of an extension of that. All right, but I want to, we've got a couple more pages. Um, The top of page 56, I want folks to see that. All right, let me slide down here again. I don't Mm -hmm. know why it's not giving me the uh, option to just jump to that page, but it isn't. I know. Okay. Okay. All righty. This is talking about changing your labor employment from physical labor, Tim, to intellectual and creative labor. So this is where we're going to see a shift away from a um, hands-on job to a um, 
mental job, if you will. And so that's why there's all the attention to your psychological profile or your genetic makeup is because they know with this shift away from physical labor that you're going to have to be able to uh, cut the mustard, if you will, with your mind. Yeah. And, 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 and let's let's be let's be clear about that. There's nothing wrong with people who have to do some, men, you know, a mental job that there's nothing wrong. Those are needed as well. Um, I know when I was running a warehouse over in Charlotte, North Carolina, that it required, I don't know, several hours a day of mental fatiguing (laughs) uh, paperwork that was more fatiguing than the actual physical labor. The physical labor was, I don't know, you, you got kind of a boost from doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, but now they're one, and we see this with the YouTube and things of that nature with a lot of these content creators. Some of them are really good. Uh, but that's really what they have. They have a lot of, uh, mental, uh, creativity, if you will. That's what the people are, are and, and people by the millions want to sit there and just watch it. They just want to watch that and that's it. Right. Well, if you want to talk about health problems, you know, take away every bit of our physical labor, we're going to have horrendous health problems. But this is why we're seeing such a a shift in the healthcare system as well. Um, Okay. I want to point out on page 59 is where you will see how education will be used to uh, geofence us into specific locations. And they'll use technology to do that, of course. It's called the Internet of Things. uh, And it gives you a couple of uh, company names that are in there as well. Then on page 60, you'll see about the family schools that I was talking about. But I want us to go to page 93 because I said that we would get to why all this was going on. Okay. And, of course, the shift in the family and childhood model is very disturbing. But I want us to go to page 93 because I want us I want you to see why this is going on. All right. Objectivizing human capital through personalized investments. This particular page, Tim, tells us that this entire shift in this mass global collective global education that's dependent on artificial intelligence is going to do one thing. And um, it's the uh, second paragraph. I want you to read that because by the end of it, you're going to see in glaring letters and in their words, what the end game is. Right. The um, there's, there's something that's that, uh, Susanna said in the chat, she says mm-hmm. a lot of this sounds like plugging into the Matrix. And I'm not telling people to go watch the Matrix movie, but I see no, a she's lot. spot on. I think I see a lot of that here, and I see that the guys who are supposed to be the quote-unquote good guys in that uh, are the guys who come out of it, and then they're the ones being ta- uh, tracked and targeted and everything mm-hmm. else. Everybody else is just, for lack of a better term, they're asleep. They don't even know what's going on to them or right. what's happening to them or what's going on. And they think right. it's just fine. They think everything's just normal because well, that's course. all they've known. Well, it's the slow it's the slow heat on the, the, the pot of frogs. Yeah. But yeah, in that second paragraph it says regardless of the upstarts um, oh goodness, individual tasks, and it goes on to tell you by the end of it, and this is what I want you to have uh, I want you to read it so that people really understand what is going on. 
Are you going to start there at the regardless of the upstart? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. If you regardless of the upstart's individual fate, it can be boldly claimed that providing the opportunity to invest in talent directly is a new and extremely important trend for education. This possibility to this day has been indirect either through employer-offered projects or through investments in corporations that are partially intended for student professional training. However, each person can imagine themselves as their own project, approximately just as approximately just as this has been done for a long time on the market of professional athletes, singers, and movie stars. Eventually, essentially, we are returning to legalized slavery, and that's outlawed mm-hmm. under our constitution. I know they they will take and they will make slaves out but of that, people. There it is. Draft, There's your end game right there. <clears throat> yep. Returning only to this time. Yeah. Only this time, based on mutually beneficial and extremely market conditions. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There it is. Legalized slavery. Mm-hmm. Okay. The and people now, and people thought that we were joking when they when we say that they're yeah. looking to enslave us. They think that's a conspiracy right. theory. They're, it's right here. They yeah, just said it. it. Is. <laughs> you cannot deny this. Well, the only thing I want to point out about this particular book, Tim, is that um, on page 193 is where the bibliography begins. And when you scroll through that, you're going to see a lot of the big names that we already recognize that have been in the Common Core machine. But then by the end of it, you are going to see nothing but Russian name after Russian name. And so this lets us know, here's another clue of what Charlotte was telling us about that uh, Reagan signed us up with um, to usher in that case system that uh, was under the communistic rule. Yeah, I'm showing some of these names here. It took a little bit yeah. for it to load up. Yeah, I know. It's a big it's a big book, but I'm so glad that Julianne shared it with me because I told her that, you know, this would be right on for today's show. Yeah, it's just insane how many people have put their two cents in on how we the people need to become See, climate change is in there as well. Yeah, this is so, yeah. this is this is one of the main reasons that I have said mm-hmm. that corporations need to be reined in, and they need mm-hmm. and if they're going to be acting un-American, which means against what the Constitution protects as far as the, the people's rights, um, then they need to lose their corporate status and be moved somewhere else. Right. Well, this dovetails right into the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the G20, which we know will be uh, with us forevermore, the Sustainable Development Goals. So, you know, while this may not be directly related to the H.R. 477 and the House resolutions that we brought up at the top of the show, it absolutely relates to it as well. So. Let's move on because we do have some more to go through. Now, I have provided for folks. That was the that was one of the latest publications by the Global Education Futures. If you want to go to their website, you're going to see a totally different theme, if you will, on the website because it's going to be now. You see, it's in a calming blue, um, and that's also one of the sustainable development. Um, psychological colors as well. Blue means uh, that a lot of people are in agreement on what is going on. So there you have educational ecosystems for societal transformation. So, you know, that's a lot of words to say we're, you know, we're transforming life as you know it. 
and we're going to use education to do it. Uh, it's a chilling website, um, it, it, and you'll see that um, Pavel is all over that. Um, all right. Now, one of the things that I noticed was through one of their presentations, they reference a organization called the Reinvent Democracy uh, project. And so I got to looking at that, Tim, and that is a direct arm of the United Nations and their project to re- not only regionalize the rest of the world, which we knew that had to happen because of regional uh, jurisdiction, yep. but it uses democracy because, you know, a constitutional republic is in direct opposition of a global democracy. Well, so, and that that leads us into what we the, that series that we did on the USMCA, too, because that right. sets up that regional mm-hmm. um, section of land, North America there. U.S., Mexico, mm-hmm. and Canada, it sets it up for a step towards global government. It, it was yeah. the, for all intents and purposes, it was the North American Union that the CFR wanted to develop. And this is why, um, you know, the people who keep touting that as beca- just because Trump said it was good uh, for America, it, it wasn't. It was, it was, it's a stepping stone towards global government. And people have to get sure. that through their head. That was one of the biggest sellouts of American sovereignty there is. And it wasn't just about, um, uh, jobs either we went through that this had education effects too oh yeah yeah and we've got a whole series on that particular yep. um uh, agreement as well and one of the things uh before trump exited was that he counted the usmca as one of his biggest victories and how wonderful for america that it actually is but if you'll look at it it's one of the ways that we're seeing the demise of the small business we're going to continue to see the demise of the small business especially with a global shift as to what this book uh is laying out as well hey now, but you, of, but you'll have jobs that that's you'll have jobs yeah. that's all you got to worry about is you got to have jobs doesn't matter mm-hmm. that your sovereignty's gone it doesn't matter right. that somebody else is going to be controlling uh and making decisions that we only authorize congress to do don't worry yeah. about that stuff. You'll have a job. That's that. That's that's the message that people eat up, and I don't know why they eat it up, but they do. Right. Well, in the uh, particular reinvent democracy, there is a website that I sent you that has a slide share program that they put together, and it's interesting because on slide twenty, it shows you the democracy has to be in the digital age to be able to survive. Uh, Page 27 will show you that um, the United States is participating as a region. It's also worth noting that in this particular SlideShare program, Tim, the main target for shifting democracy is to involve our youth in more government decision-making. Henceforth, HR1s shift to lower the voting age to 16. Okay. All right. Wait a minute. Now, here's the thing where everything gets confusing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about stuff like HR1. Because oh, we dealt okay. with HR1 last week as far as yeah. what it does to education. But right. HR1 is also filled with also all kinds of anti-Second Amendment stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. It and, is. It and, absolutely is. And mental health and all of this other mm-hmm. stuff, all this other garbage mm-hmm. that's in there. Yeah, and, and I think I sent you on a separate note for your uh, gun news website. Yes. All the different... Uh, 
bills that are before Congress right now that use uh, mental health as a justification for uh, what kind of ammunition you can have or what kind of gun you can have and and all that sort of thing. And we know that mental health is woven into being one of the things that the government micromanages through education or uh, without education. So, yeah, but the reason why they're making it so confusing is because they're hoping that we get lost in all of it, Tim, and that we won't put two and two together to get four. But that's one of the things that's so nice about being able to know where all the dots are is because when you know where all the dots are, you can see exactly what they're telling you. But more importantly, you can see what they're not telling you and go, oh, now I see what's going on. And that's why we take so much time every Wednesday for, what, two years now to help educate you so that you can know what's going on so that you can hold these people accountable. Yep. And and there's there's questions. You know, there's been a question. I may mention it before. If this is a global agenda, if it's mm-hmm. been going on for several administrations, the obvious question is, well, how do we stop it? Because, you know, and, and it's a good question, by the way, mm-hmm. and I, I responded uh, with, well, one of the ways that you do it is you start at your local or state level and you Mm -hmm. pound those representatives to nullify every unlawful violation of the ninth and tenth amendments of the constitution you get them to nullify every law they i don't care if it's a gun law i don't care if it's an education law or whatever or Mm -hmm. (coughs) excuse me i think you could i'm sorry i didn't mean to cough there i couldn't reach the button fast enough but i don't care what it is maybe you could write a blanket statement say if dc you know issues any kind of law on mental health, on education, on uh, the right to keep and bear arms, free speech, whatever the case may be, it's null and void. We're not going to support them if they come in here to do it. You know, Captain Carl has says, you know, the militia needs to be formed, people in your in your counties, you need to be trying to get under somebody who's been duly elected, maybe a sheriff, and and be out in the open about what you're there to do, you're there to fulfill your duty under the Constitution, Article One, Section Eight, uh, Article One, Section Eight, Clause Fifteen, uh, to enforce the law. And if you have federal agents who are going to come try to enforce those kinds of things, you call out the militia to deal with them, to arrest them, to give them due process, and then to bring justice against them. Again, this is the thing that's always missing. And so, Lynn, you've been, we've been showing this stuff. This is just in the education issue, mm-hmm. uh, but it, but it yeah. sprouts out into everything. And when these well, guys sure. come to do it, we've got to find a way to stop it. And to me, this was what people like Thomas Jefferson said should be done. You nullify their laws, and then you don't just nullify. You interpose in between the tyrants and the people to say, you're not going to come enforce that stuff because we didn't authorize you to do it. And I think, personally, the governors are going to have to start taking a step up. But, see, they're being bought off. They've got uh, political aspirations they're being bought off what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to find some way to step up and either one secede okay push for secession or two say we're not giving you money to do what we didn't authorize you to do and so therefore the the taxes of the people are not to be coming out and going straight to the federal government anymore i mean i think that should have been done a long time ago but yeah right well let's remember marbury versus madison that's right that's exactly right (laughs) Yeah, the real criminals um, are the ones acting outside their scope of authority. Well, absolutely. And, you know, we've got a fight going on here in North Carolina over the social studies standards. And, you know, 
uh, one of the things that we have to do is we have to each of us sit there and contact the State Board of Education and let them know why we're opposed. And so what I did was um, I went together and I looked not only at the U.S. Constitution, but I looked at the North Carolina Constitution. And I was able to cite section and verse over where the standards violated not only the state constitution, but uh, by default, the U.S. Constitution. Now, will these particular standards uh, be voted in? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me because, again, we're having we're, we're seeing the, the states come into compliance with this shift, especially at a global level, to change everything. Because, after all, we have to be more aware of what's politically acceptable and what's not politically acceptable, whether it's based on fact or truth or not. And this is what is so disturbing. This is why bills like H.R. 1 from a federal standpoint are dangerous. But if you'll remember last week, what did I say before we closed? There were going to be two ways that that we would be attacked. One was federal, one was state level. This is a state level attack playing out in North Carolina. And you've got the lieutenant governor uh, against the, the governor. And you've got the State Board of Education that's being called, you know, racist and all this other stuff because they won't accept the changes. And uh, it, it's it's a big, wicked mess. And so my whole point is, is you have to get involved in fights like this because it's worth it, because you want to preserve your freedom for as long as you can. But now let's get back to this particular global uh, shift, because I want to point out, here in America, there is a entity, Tim, that's called Education Reimagined. It is a separate group from this global group, group that we've been talking about, but they are just as wicked on this. Let's use uh, artificial intelligence to create self-learners because, after all, teachers and the old way of teaching are out of date, and we need to make it all about you. Okay. All right. We've got about uh, two minutes here. What else do we got here? I think we got okay. another thing that we In need to In the resources at. for later, I urge people, there are five particular links. You've got information from Charlotte that will tie to the Russian-American agreements. You've got uh, Robin Eubanks' blog uh, where she can tie Pavel Luska to Mark Tucker. We've also got Allison uh, McDowell and Jason Bosch doing a five-point interview on the fourth industrial revolution, how we are going going to look as digital citizens on this global slavery chain. And it's very disturbing. If there's nothing you do today, get this stuff out there, start looking at it and start raising cane. Amen. And part of the thing that we're going to do when we have Charlotte on, because I talked to her, they took down her son's website uh, and he had all of these documents that nobody had. And had put them out there. I think it was one of the reasons he was shot, or at least that's, I think, from my understanding, that was her thinking as to one of the reasons why he was shot. And uh, some of these documents are very incriminating against people that mm-hmm. the, you know, Republicans, conservatives have held up as heroes. And uh, one of those in- includes the, the issue with Reagan and uh, uh, Gorbachev and such. Right. And so <clears throat> this, this is going to be an eye opener for a lot of people. Who have been fed the the misinformation of history of people like Reagan, uh, just as they were uh, people like Abraham Lincoln, uh, who was a tyrant too. Uh, but with that yeah. said, all that stuff will be in the archive later today. We've got about sure. thirty seconds here, Lynn. Tell people where they can find out more about you and how they can support your work. Okay. 
You can find um, my work at commoncordiva.com. There is a donate button. So if you feel like you would like to financially bless my labor of love, I would certainly welcome it. If not, prayers are always appreciated for my family. You can find me on USA.life. You can find me at localcitizen.org. Um, That's uh, part of Citizens for Free Speech. You can find me on MeWe, Spreely, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. All oh, right. Excuse me. And Roku. I Roku. forgot. Breaking News Journal, Roku. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Lynn. We appreciate you as always. And uh, guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your support every day. We appreciate it very much. 23 hours to be back with you. And we're going to have a special guest on Monday. I can tell you, you're going to love that too. See you.